0: Take it away from the fact i and slacking slacking oh, all. Despite the cost, you do know I got to try it on, on. What up, Dynasty players in the house? It's Dynasty War Games, and I am your host, Jesse Schneeman. And I'm joined, as usual, by my main man, Chad Mendoza. How you doing, Chad?
1: I'm good, man. I'm great. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some trades here today, so you know. That's like my favorite thing to do in fantasy football. I think
0: I'm addicted to it. So <laughs> I think I think most of us are. Although <laughs> that's weird. I, I ran into somebody this week that literally does not trade a dynasty player. He's got a really good team too. A lot of depth. Um, I, he lost Dobbins and somebody else. Uh, I forget exactly who, but he, he had two like oh Cup. He lost Dobbins and Cup. I tried to trade up Diggs and Miles Sanders, and he's like, dude, I don't trade. Okay. Wow. All right. And he, tur- he changed his team name to No Trades. Wow.
1: You yeah. know what, though? You know what, though? I wonder. That's a good, that's a good experiment. I wonder uh, how fun it would be just to start a team and like a one-off and just say, I'm never going to trade on this team
0: and just see where I get. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I mean, it would be really a, f- a fun experiment, but I just wouldn't be able to do it.
1: Yeah, I think I would because I have so many other teams that I would be trading on. I think yeah. I might be able to do it, and it sounds like it'd be fun. I might I might do that next season. I don't know.
0: <laughs> right on. Uh, I will definitely be watching his team now. He is firmly on my radar because I want to see how this works out for
1: him. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's fun. Okay.
0: No, yeah, Like I said, he has a good team. He did a really good job in the startup. Uh, this is his second year of that league, so. We'll, we'll see how it uh, goes. He's going
1: to have to kill it in the draft, every single draft. But.
0: Right. Right. Nobody really has great hit rates in rookie drafts. I mean, yeah. the NFL doesn't have great hit rates, so how can we, you know? All right, guys. So, today we're going to do a trade show. Uh, if you're If you're feeling lost and afraid, don't worry. You're not all alone. We're out here hustling every single day for you, just trying to turn a single into a double. Right. So we're going to go through some trades. Um, we're going to isolate some values and just talk through some players. And, and hopefully you guys at the end of the day um, will have some ideas on trades you can make your own. So, Chad, do you want to go first? Um, no, you, you go ahead and go first. OK. All right. Well, I want to lead off with. a. Well, actually, let's lead off with. Yeah. A digs trade. So, uh, this is the only one of my trades that I'm going to bring up today. Um, the rest are all from other people. But this is kind of one of the bigger ones that we ha- that I have anyway. Um, this is a rebuild. This is that league that I was just talking about. Um, I was shopping digs around, and I finally got back what I, a little more. I, I kind of figure Diggs is worth mid to late first and a second. Uh, that's kind of the value I was shooting for. I was trying to throw a player with upside that's worth a second now with upside that might be worth more later. I ended up getting two firsts, uh, 224 firsts. One's a mid, one's a second. I mean, one's a mid, one's almost certainly a late. Um, it's a one QB league. Otherwise, everything else is the same 12-team PPR. I gave up Diggs, Michael Thomas for twenty-four, 224 firsts. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, anything to get Michael Thomas off my, my roster for something, um, because I don't think Diggs is quite worth uh, two first at this point um, for me personally. I guess it depends on where I thought the first would be if they're two kind of back in first. And yeah, maybe that's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that trade. I like that trade.
0: Yeah. So the technique I used here was, and I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Diggs is worth two firsts either. I think most people agree with us. It, it's, it's a pretty special player that's worth two firsts um, and then you probably won't be able to get him for two firsts. So it's kind of a, a, a weird range right there. Um, Obviously Diggs is a top producer, but he's got some age to him. So what's the window that everybody's wondering It any player could fall off at any time at that age, Right, I I figure there's probably a two-year window minimum for him, Um, maybe three. So he didn't have – I was negotiating with this other owner. He didn't have any seconds. All he had was kind of firsts and thirds. um, And the players that I shot out to get back, he didn't really want to give up. So it stalled before week one. We were talking before week one, and then – Talk stalled. He didn't want to give up what I wanted. He was asking for Hollywood and Diggs for two firsts. And I thought that was too much. Hollywood, I I think once Kyler comes back, is worth a first on his own. So he's not now. But that's why I'm not going to trade him right now. So I just waited. I kind of pulled the takeaway. You know, all right, well, trade's not available anymore. Let's just go into the season and see what we can do. And then Diggs kind of blew up week one. And I literally got a text from this guy, not even a a sleeper message or anything. I got a text from this guy going, hey, what's it going to take to get Diggs? At that point, I knew I had him. So that's when I threw out. I threw out Damian Harris, I think, and Diggs. And uh, he countered with Michael Thomas and Diggs. And at that point, it's a done deal. So that's just sort of a trading technique that, especially if you're a rebuilder, don't feel like you have to trade any player right now. You know, if you get to sort of an impasse and they're not giving you the value that you want, just say, OK, thanks for talking it through. Uh, you know, I'm just going to hold the player. And then <laughs> if that player blows up, a lot of times you will hear right back from that from, from that. Owner.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's always a viable strategy. Um, and yeah, I like the trade. So I have a, one here. It's an interesting trade. Yeah. Um, it was made, I think, two weeks ago now. Um, and it was made in, I think it was the Patreon Four League. Um, yeah. So, anyways, this trade was made, our very own uh, Jerry sent okay. Mac Jones, and he received Jalen Hyatt in the 24 second.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So, so th- before yeah, before we say what that trade's worth, we'll, let's figure out what Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt's worth. He's definitely gone up since the rookie draft, but how high? Yeah, um, high second. I don't think he's worth a first.
1: No, he's de- No, not even
0: close. I don't think um, he was kind of a late second in rookie drafts.
1: I would say sometimes. I would say a mid. I would say a mid to late second is is what he's worth right now. Um, so even
0: though he's he's a starter as a rookie that hasn't raised his value, I don't think that so. a few. Okay. I don't
1: think so. And I think because the Giants offense struggled in week one massively, I mean, struggle is an understatement. Uh, they were absolutely abysmal in week one. Um, and there's still so many question marks with that offense and what it's going to look like and, you know, where the targets are going to go and how much they're going to pass. And and people just have so many questions, I think. um you know, it's it may be a very volatile situation with him as far as his value from week to week until, you know, something emerges as uh, just a perception in people's heads when they think of of that offense and him as a player. But as of right now, I would say you're probably going to be able to get him or get rid of him for around a mid to late second. What's projected to be a mid to late second.
0: And is it 24 second was the other piece?
1: Uh, it was a 24 second, and Hyatt, and he gave up. Uh,
0: Mac Jones feels a little light to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep in mind though, this was if you're saying this was two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. So this was before week one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Before the Giants' offense struggled, uh, Jalen Hyatt did take a leap. You know, in value. I think so. Maybe back a little.
1: And also, it was before uh, Mac Jones put up 25 points versus Philadelphia. You know, I think that put a QB 4 or 5 on the week or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, And, of course, week one, odd things happen. You know, do I expect Mac Jones to be a top 12 quarterback this year? You know, probably not. But, uh, I mean, he's also not just a throwaway player at this point. Um,
0: Yeah. No, he's definitely not. Um you know, I, I I think I brought this up last week. I'm not sure, but I traded Jordan Love for Mac Jones before the season started. Mac Jones, Dalton Schultz, and uh Josh Palmer. Not that I got huge pieces back with Mac Jones, but like I see those two players as pretty even. And yeah, so again, anything I, on top of it I thought was you know
1: Yeah, I think I like the upside of Jordan Love a little bit more personally, but um yeah, I, I do. I do think that Matt Jones is, you know, somebody that could have been, I mean, could have got him from me really cheap this offseason, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm just not not very high on him at all. But uh, yeah, who knows? Right. I mean, if they let him throw 54 times a game, then good things are going to happen on the fantasy point sheet. So.
0: Yeah, that was game plans. I mean, team specific. Belichick is going to be team specific, so you can't count on anything happening every week with the Patriots. Yeah. Uh But I mean, you could see the the effect of Bill O'Brien immediately. He had a good game plan against the defense that he was playing, and Mac Jones was able to go out there and execute it. It was a it was a quick pass um, game plan so that the rush couldn't get to him. You know, the the Philly rush, Philly offensive or defensive line obviously are full of monsters. So their plan was just to get it out quickly. And he executed really, really well. Um, Philly secondary is pretty soft and suspect at the moment. So I wouldn't give him like tons of credit. The wide receivers had a lot of space, but he executed well. And I I just, like I said, you saw the effect of Bill O'Brien immediately. It's just going to be night and day. I'm not saying that he's going to be 300 yards and two touchdowns every week, but I just, he's not going to struggle for weeks at a time, you know, five weeks in a row like he did last year.
1: Yeah. And I, I think he does have a, if, if if you are somebody that is really interested in, in grabbing Mac Jones in a league, let's say you don't have any shares and you're like, well, you know, he do, he did look good. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, you should go and grab Mac Jones because he had a, a good week one performance, but you know, if he's a player that you like overall, and you were looking to get him, maybe wait for that week three, four, five uh, uh, area in the season here because he goes up against some really tough defenses, and he might put up some bad games. So that's the the Jets, Dallas, and then New Orleans. Um, those are those are gonna be three really tough defensive opponents for him. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good window for you.
0: So back to that trade. I just to me it feels a little light. I think he's worth a late first. But if you're saying he if if you're getting a player that could be worth a first in Jalen Hyatt, if he, if he, you know, let's say he catches a long touchdown in any of the first four weeks, puts up a decent week in the other weeks, he might creep up into that range.
1: Yeah. I think he's one of those players that no, you're not really going to find somebody that's going to give up a first for him. Um, Especially at this point in the season. Uh, I I think you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody that's going to, even just from, You know, the idea of giving up a first round pick for Mac Jones at this point just doesn't seem like something appetizing. Uh, So maybe, you know, instead, if it's a struggling team, uh, you know, or you think a team that could struggle um, or get a mid round pick, maybe two seconds, I think is probably fair. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the trade's okay. Uh, if you like Jalen Hyatt, uh, it, it's it's a it's a borderline one for me. It's a borderline I, one for me.
0: I think if what you say is true as far as Mac Jones's value, then he's a stolen Cold buy in Superflex. If, yeah, I wouldn't. You know, I'm not saying a buy as a starter, but if you're stuck, you know, let's say your starters are Russ and Stafford, and you got somebody like Pickett or, as your third, or you, you're Baker Mayfield is your third and you're struggling. I would go out and get back Jones personally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, And you know, like I said, if that is you week three, four, five, that's your, that that might be your window there. Mm.
0: Yeah. All right. Good call. Good call. I like that. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit. So this one, I just want to preface by saying we're recording on Sunday morning, so if Gus Edwards decides to go off <laughs> in week uh, in week two, then um, this could all seem a little irrelevant, but if he has an average week or a shitty week, it's still pretty relevant. So last night, overnight in Patreon 11, Memphis traded for Gus Edwards, he gave up a third. What do you, how you feel about
1: that? Yeah, I mean, I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're a competing team, giving up a third's like giving up nothing, you know. I mean, a late third is is. I mean, you're you're really really rolling the dice, and and you know, just hoping that you get a guy like you know, um, maybe a guy we're going to talk about later, like Puka Nakua or um, somebody like that, who just breaks that out of nowhere because. There's nobody less at that left at that point in most drafts, um, of name value, you know that that has the high draft capital. So it's it's really just a gamble. Gus Edwards, a guy that could have really good production this season if he finds the role that everybody wants him to have, um, yeah. with the injury to J.K. Dobbins. So I'm with it. I'm with it. If it helps you win, a third is a very low price to pay.
0: He had five PPR points in week one, five point seven. So at, at least we know that. He's out there, you know. No catches, all on rushing yards. So I guess that's actually three point two. That's weird scoring. So anyway, I do want to bring up that this is this is an auction league, so that third is just a flat third. All of, all third round picks are worth the same amount in that league. Mm. So, um, yeah, I. I I think it's a good gamble. I think it's a good risk. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Um, I Would you give up a second for Gus Edwards? Do you like him that much?
1: No, no. Because the, his role is not cemented yet. Um, so we don't know that he's going he's gonna to have that production. We don't know that he's going to have the opportunity in that offense. You know, there is uh, Justice Hill there. And whatever you think of the two players, neither one has really shown out at any point in their careers. Um, you know, where they've they've been um relied upon heavily. So I think it's anyone's game at this point. I think I'd rather bet on Gus Edwards, but you never know.
0: All right, cool. I don't think we have to spend too much time on that. I think it's a good trade for both teams.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Oh, breaking news. I just got a trade offer during a trade show. Oh, nice. Uh I think this is an auto decline. I don't know. I just got offered Zay Jones, who I'm not interested in. Maybe I'm crazy. For, I would give up Malik Willis. Yeah. No. No, I'm going to keep Malik Willis in that, in that yeah, situation. Yeah, this is an auto-decline. Zay Jones has no zero upside, right?
1: Uh, I mean, eh, I wouldn't say zero. I mean, he's, he's a good spot start, um, I think. You know, we just don't know how that offense is going to shake out. Uh, but there's a lot of pieces on that offense, and Zay Jones is, I mean he's getting up there in age. And well, is he is what he is at this point, you know.
0: Yeah. Exactly. What I'm saying is he's 28, there's no upside. Yeah. He's, a, he's an emergency yeah. start at best. Yeah. All right, that's an easy decline for me. All right, what's your next?
1: Um yeah, so I I've, I've got an interesting one here. Um this is this is a player that's been thrown up thrown about a lot actually. I think I've got I've I've received like four different offers from four different people with this guy. And that's a uh, Kelly uh, with the chargers.
0: Josh Kelly. Okay. Yep. So Kelly in a third uh, for a
1: 2024 20, second. Kelly in a third for a 24 second.
0: Okay. You know, if you really want this, if he, yeah, cause he's not worth a second on his own. He's really not. He's a handcuff to Eckler, and it doesn't seem like the type of player that is just going to, once Eckler moves on from that team, that Josh Kelly is going to take over that role. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. They'll bring somebody else in. But I do think he's a nice handcuff. So if you want something that's worth a little bit, you know, a second, definitely have a better shot of getting a player that cracks your lineup in the second than you do the third. It just, it, it bugs me to give up the third with it, but it's fair trade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if Eckler's is able to stay healthy this season and, and, you know, with the injury he sustained already uh, and, you know, there's no future there for him. Maybe Josh Kelly does get a bigger role this season, just so that they can test him out and see what he's, what he's up to. And, and if he's able to, you know, take over, but. Yeah, Possibly. I mean I don't know. I don't Josh know. Josh
0: Kelly's a I thought he had some pretty good hype coming out and then really looked slow and crappy his his rookie year. And then last year he looked like he had a little more juice. I, from watching him with my eyes, I thought jo- Josh Kelly looked a lot better last year. And then this year I feel like he's taken like even another step. He looked really good in the preseason. I don't know why, but I happen to see him. And he looked good in week one, um, spelling Eckler. So, uh, you know, and what's, I guess Eckler went out for a while and then came back. Um, yeah. And while he was out, Kelly looked really good. I, yeah. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty easy for them to run the ball because teams are just not going to let Mike Williams run past them. So they're going to play back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean what they what the Chargers did Week One. I don't imagine they're going to be able to do that to many teams this season. I mean that was absolutely incredible. Um, I mean I think between Eckler and Kelly, would they have like two hundred over two hundred rushing yards between the two of them? Yeah. So you know that that's like a, I think that's an anomaly. You know, there's not going to be many times where you see that many carries uh, between two backs, and then also they're just both ultra productive. Um, that's it was yeah, a very not something you can break on.
0: Yeah. It, what what you're seeing earlier in the early in the year is teams are playing back to high safeties and just daring teams to make plays, to to be patient and to run the ball. And in in today's NFL, offensive coordinators are not good at being patient and not taking their shots downfield. So you saw it with the Eagles this week. They, they realized it somewhere in the second quarter and just started running the ball. So if if teams start doing that, then defenses will adjust and then passing will, you know, deep passing will come back. And it's always a chess game back and forth between an offensive and defensive coordinator. So, no, you can't depend on that every week, especially when, when the quarterback's Justin Herbert, they're going to air it out some weeks. It's just they're going to take advantage of certain defenses. You know? Yep. All right, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that trade? Do you, do you think that's fair, or do you think that that person should have gotten more, or not given up that third, or maybe a fourth?
1: I don't know. I guess it's fair. I, I have trouble giving up a second for Kelly at the moment. I want to see a little bit more. Um, you know, when Eckler's on the field, uh, I think it's it's tough to make trades based on one week, and I think that's what oh, that sure. that trade is 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 a trade based on one week. Um,
0: was it the Eckler owner, by any chance, that traded for Kelly?
1: Um, yeah, I guess that would make a difference. I don't know. I didn't look. Um,
0: it, it feels like a trade you'd make if you're stuck.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Like a little bit of a desperation trade. Like you know, I have Eckler. I'm, I'm a, uh, I think I'm a really good contending team, and I just want to make sure I can win this thing. Um, yeah, I Eckler don't think I struggle do. this
0: year. But yeah, second is a lot. Yeah. I'd have to be in a in a tough position. And if I'm if I'm in a tough position already after week one, eh, am I really that much of a contender and should I be giving up my draft picks?
1: Yeah. I think I think if you're so like if you're if you're sitting there and you're you're a contender and part of your contending roster is Eckler, he's always gonna be a big part of your roster. So if Eckler goes sure. down, I mean he's he's the perennial RB1 at this point expected
0: right like he's I guess if you had yeah I hear you if you had Eckler Dobbins Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup on the same team yeah I would make that trade probably
1: yeah yeah I mean I don't know I I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't make the trade at this point but I I just think I just think it's it's tough to make that trade off of one week uh but we'll see how it goes I mean I'm I'm not discounting that Kelly could have a, a really big role this season and um Maybe I would be too late to the party so
0: right on. Right. second's not a huge price to pay especially if no
1: you're it's like not it's not late. it's not but later in the season that second can be used to uh definitely get some nice players who are who are productive um right.
0: to help you so all right so one of the things we discussed when we were coming up with this week's topic was Debbie and you said that it's too early to do Debbie and I agree. I was just throwing it out there, but I do have a Debbie trade for us because this involves a player that we're all very familiar with college. All right. So this is a 14 team, 1.75 premium Debbie league with, I believe he said 10 rounds. So it's a pretty deep Debbie league. Um, Players like Rashi Rice were going in the second round, I believe he said last year. So actually, Rashi Rice is going the second round of regular rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, Rashi Rice and a bunch of 26 guys won the second year, second this year. So trade was Pitts, Kyle Pitts, and a 1.75 premium for Drake May and a Debbie second rounder. What
1: yeah, do you I think of it. Drake May? Yeah. I really like Drake May. I really, really like Drake May. Um, yeah.
0: So, for those of you not familiar with Drake May, he's a quarterback from North Carolina, had a huge uh, 22 season, and has started off on fire already this year, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, He, I mean, he had a couple, you know, pretty bad throws um, against Minnesota, but... You know, for the most part, I mean, he also made some absolutely spectacular throws. Um, yeah, he's I mean, he's a he's a he's a good quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. I, I, I love Drake May and that's saying something because I'm a Duke guy.
0: So, um, wow. OK, yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, you and I forgot you and Austin are both Duke guys. Yeah. Are, didn't, they, are they, didn't they get ranked in football? At one point this
1: year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we won't make this the Duke the Duke podcast, but yeah, they uh, they they beat they beat somebody. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So I I really like Drake May. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. I think he's going to be an early a really early pick uh, in the NFL draft. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with that. I'd rather have Drake May in the second at this point. Um, I like Kyle, Kyle Pitts.
0: Pitts. no .75 I, premium.
1: I like Kyle Pitts. I think Drake May is a guy. I think Drake. I think Drake May's a, a guy. I like him a lot. All right. He's up there with Caleb Williams for me. Um, I know some people have Caleb Williams in a tier of his own at this point, um, which I think is too early to say. But for me, I think Drake May's right alongside him.
0: I love Kyle Pitts. I took him in the top of the third round of a point seven five premium startup this off season. So that tells you what I think. Of.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, two. I think that's where, I think that's right where Drake may is going to be. That's where you're seeing guys, uh, the rookie quarterbacks this year going. Um, sure. With well, maybe uh, not a- 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 Anthony a- Richardson aside because high. of his, yeah, his rushing upside. But um, yeah, I think that's, I, I think that's the floor for Drake may is start up, you know, third round. Um, hmm. So that's, yeah, that's, that's why I'm, I'm going with him just because he's the quarterback. But, uh, but yeah, Kyle Pitts is a, is a dude.
0: So yeah, like I said, that that's how much I love Kyle Pitts. However, this close, we're you know we're less than a year away with Drake May now, so it, it, we're about six months away of, of you know draft season. So can I, I? I can't trade him at this point, even if it's for Pitts. If I was trading Drake May right now, it would have to be it would have to be for a tight end that I really believe in. Hawkinson or uh, Mandrews. Not that I really believe in, that I already know. You know what I mean? I really believe in Pitts, but I don't already know. With Mandrews and Hawkinson, I already know, but I don't think you're getting either one of those guys for a for a deputy player. Maybe for yeah. Marvin Harrison, but it, it definitely, well, you could for Caleb Williams. But yeah, being this close and that. May's sort of already shown it this year that last year wasn't fluky. As long as this keeps up, like you said, he's going to be a high pick. I don't think I'd be able to do it, but it's very, very close. And what does the 14 team do anything for you either way?
1: Not really. Um, I, I actually, I think it. I don't. Not really because it's a quarterback and a tight end. It's two very high value. Um, pieces right. that are tough to get for for both, you know. Yeah,
0: both yeah. positions are scarce.
1: Yeah, so so no, so not really. I think that counteracts. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think either side, you know, took advantage of the other. I, I just think it's a it's a good trade. I'd rather have the Drake Side.
0: I think it's a very even trade. I could see yeah. both if it was before the season started, before the college season started. I, I'd have taken probably taking pits, but now that May's already kind of showing it, it, it'd be really tough for me to do.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it's because the first, the first two games were not great for me. Right. Um, I think it was South Carolina and was it Appalachian state? No. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I remember, uh, you know, the, the first two games weren't great. The first two games weren't great. Um, you know, he were, he wasn't terrible. But it, they just weren't very impressive. And in this game against Minnesota, I mean, he balled out. He, he looked, he looked really, really good. And and that's the Drake May we're used to seeing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's uh he he cleans up a, a few of those, you know, bad interceptions that he threw, and and or a couple of those bad interceptions he threw. And and you know, I mean, we're looking at you know a guy that's fighting to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. So
0: wow, All I right. like it. Okay. Cool. All right. What, what do you got next for us?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go with an interesting one here. Um, I think a lot of people are really trying to get rid of Kirk cousins that, you know, if they have him on non-competing rosters, because his, his, uh, his future past this year is, is very, very up in the air. Um, so this may be your last shot to get really good value for Kirk cousins, who knows, but, Somebody gave up Kirk Cousins and Tyler Higby, and they got back Traylon Burks and a 24 first. Say that again. Kirk Cousins and Tyler Higbee for Traylon Burks and a 24 first.
0: That's fair. The Higbee part is a throwing level for me. Although, actually, he uh, looked a lot better. Well, it, it's not that he looked a lot better last week. The usage looked there's going to be better last week.
1: There's going to be a lot more opportunity for him in that offense with Cup um, out for at least four weeks.
0: Yeah, I I did see just see a report that they're pretty hopeful they're 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 expecting to be back week five. Uh Tyler Higby. Yeah, I guess at this point he's a legit second round yeah worth a legit second-round pick in a, in a premium. Um, I don't care about him in a non-premium. But uh, so you're getting Burks, who was a rookie first. His value is absolutely dipped, but definitely has a chance to go back up um, at some point this year and maybe next year if, if Nuke's not back.
1: Yeah, he's a player um, people want to succeed.
0: Yeah. Right, so you know, in in dynasty, we don't want to just say we don't want to just write players like Burks off. However, we don't also don't want to value him as, as a first round pick anymore. I'd say he's he's probably somewhere as a mid second round, um, and then you're giving up a first. It's, it's pretty damn fair.
1: And and just to be just to be um, uh, I guess clear with everybody, we me and you were. Pretty down on Burks throughout the entire process of his, you know, um, very true. Uh, his his selection in the rookie draft and then or his selection, his ADP in rookie drafts and and what we were seeing with him going ahead of guys we thought
0: were just better players. Um, and, but if his but if his value has dropped to a point where uh, it's not that I didn't think that trailing burks had no chance to be a good player i just thought that he's way more risky than you know, a lot of the players that he went ahead yeah of, like you yeah mentioned.
1: i just i just think i just think that uh and i agree i agree i i'm just i'm just saying that i think that we would probably both value him lower than a lot of people would uh, i think there are some people out there that would say he's still worth a late 24 first easily like smash except wow um so yeah
0: that, that person might be kind of rare These days,
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. And um, I'm just pulling up here on DTC. Hold on. And uh, DTC has him rated slightly higher than a a 24 first,
0: a late 24 first. So they have him around 20.
1: They have him 16.2. A late 24 first is 14. Oh, okay. I thought that that was going to
0: be 18. All right, so where is this? Is you're pretty confident that this is going to be a late 24 first that this person is giving up for him?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't look at the rosters uh, just because I didn't want to get too too deep into the weeds here. But uh, you know, we can pretend that that's what this is because if somebody's trading for okay. Kirk Cousins at this point, you know, they're they're probably if they're making the the right moves, they're they're probably a a, a competing roster. It's looking to. You know, maybe slightly improve on the production of their quarterback play or um, just find the inches, you know. Or maybe, the, yeah,
0: maybe they lost Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, yeah, or maybe they lost Aaron Rodgers. Yep,
0: that's another good point. Yeah. Yeah, I had to pivot on an Aaron Rodgers roster uh, this week, and I I traded for Purdy. Yeah. Um, it's pretty yeah. cheap. I gave, up, I gave up two Debbie seconds and I think like a f- fourth and a fifth.
1: I think that's a fantastic move. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought I yeah, Brian Ford sent me that offer. I thought he was a Mensch.
1: Yeah. I, thought, of, I think I think Purdy's worth at least a I, I think I, I wouldn't trade Purdy for anything less than a first. Um and I and if it's a back end first, I'm not even thinking about it to be honest.
0: I think we said that last week. Yeah. You know. But yeah, so for those of you who don't speak Yiddish, a Mensch is basically just a good guy doing you a solid.
1: Don't say that. That sounds like collusion.
0: It's not collusion. He just sent me a fair uh, offer. That's all. Uh, <laughs> we I
1: mean, didn't talk about
0: it at all. He just sent me an offer. What can I tell you? Okay,
1: okay. Doing me a <laughs> solid. I'd, I'd never, I'd never use that to describe a trade on air. Okay. If I were you, I'm just saying that. Especially sort of if you think your league mates are listening. Mates.
0: Okay. He <laughs> misevaluated M- Purdy's value. <laughs> Yeah, he did me a solid. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> All right. If, moving you, anybody on. Is, if anybody's ever dealt with Brian Ford, you know he doesn't. He's not easy.
1: Um, so, yeah. So who's who's your next? Uh,
0: uh, your next okay. Trade, uh... <laughs> My next trade. Uh, yeah. Let's go back to a Patreon league. Um, this is the Outlaw Listener League, which I believe was like the first DWZ league before Patreon won. Mm-hmm. So this happened last night. Just um, I had a week two, guys, for context. Neil got Javante and a 25 third for Gabe Davis and, a, and his own 25 first. Mm. Say that one more time. Javante and a 25 third for Gabe Davis and a 25 first. I think the Javante side wins it. Yeah, I like Javante's side. Uh, But it's fair. If it was a 24 first, I would need to know it was going to be late. But being that it's a, a year and a half away... I deal with those picks. If I'm a contender, I'm not worried about giving up that pick because I know I've got veterans on my roster that I'll be able to trade away for firsts in that time. It it doesn't really bother me at all. Um, Not that I'm just throwing them away or anything, but for a player of Javante's caliber that could be worth two firsts this time next year, I'd do it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Javante at this point, is. I mean, his value might be like Oh, I mean, he might be overvalued at this point, uh, but I think Gabriel Davis is way overvalued at this point. I don't understand how he has any value. Uh, he's throwing.
0: He's he's almost throwing level to me. Like I wouldn't give up a second for Gabe Davis.
1: No, not not any second. I wouldn't give up for Gabe Davis. But no, there's plenty of people are. that still think Gabe Davis is worth, you know, an early second.
0: So I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't give up Luke Schoenmacher for Dave yeah, Gabe Davis. Yeah.
1: So I I think that. I think that trade leaves, leans pretty heavily into the Javante uh, Williams side, if I'm being honest. Um, just because I don't think Gabe Davis is a player I want. Um, maybe if you can, maybe if you can flip him. Maybe if I could get him and flip him for something, then sure. Uh, but
0: I like I like the Javante side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. That's a clear win for, for Neil. Good job, buddy. But I wanted to throw out a Javante trade because people I've heard people asking about that. Um what what do you think would be fair value for Javante
1: at this point? I gave up I gave up Javante in a second in a twenty-four second for Jonathan Taylor.
0: Whoa. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, but all right. I just hear that Jonathan Taylor and it's like, you know, sparkles. And yeah. fireworks go off in my brain, but yeah, I, I you know I forgot for a minute that he's out for three more weeks or two more weeks yeah. once a year at least. Yeah, but uh, I think that's a great trade for you. Um, I I gave up. Well, I saw I actually did this, but Saquon for Javante at a twenty three and a twenty four second. Hmm. Okay. I I I kind of. It was before. It was before the draft. Um, yeah, I fi- I feel like I might have left a little value on the table, but by the end of this year, I think Javante and, and Saquon's value are going to be pretty close.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think you left much value on the table. If I'm being honest, I think that's probably fair. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess we can talk about a couple of guys that maybe you're seeing a lot of. Uh, um, volatility in their value you know between the last few weeks guys that have been moved a lot in dynasty leagues one of yeah, let's guys... rapid
0: fi- yeah let's rapid fire a few guys and then I'm gonna throw out a uh, an offer and then uh, we can wrap this up okay yeah one of those guys that we we talked about a
1: little bit uh already is Brock Purdy um and he he's been thrown about quite a bit in leagues that I'm in how about you
0: yeah yeah you see a lot of a lot of Purdy trades. Um, damn, if I can remember one besides the one I just made, though. But, this yeah, is a, go ahead.
1: This is a very, very interesting one because I think the value is, is very tilted to one side, but I can understand why somebody would make this trade. Um, and it's Desmond Ritter and Chris Godwin for Brock Purdy.
0: I want the Purdy side.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I you've given up that much. Yeah, I think if you plug that into any calculator, it's going to be very, very heavily on the Ritter and and Godwin side. Uh, But I think I'd rather have the Purdy side at this point too.
0: The usage of Ritter does not look great. I don't think they're going to want to throw the ball a lot. And uh, I saw a Matt Waldman breakdown of Ritter's week one, and he's not diagnosing well. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's not reading defenses pre-snap and therefore he, he's not getting, um, he's not getting to his second and third reads and it's, it's going to be a, it might be a rough year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I think we're both pretty, pretty high on Purdy at this point. Is that, is that fair to say?
0: I think so. Yeah. He's, and I was probably the biggest skeptic out there. Like, he was literally irrelevant to me uh, at the end of last year. The, the fact that he didn't have to have Tommy John kind of opened up his entire world. Uh, yeah. And then I just was so skeptical that they really believed that he was that much better than Lance, even with the injury that they were just going to say sayonara. But then they brought in Darnold, and that's – he's obviously – Shanahan loves Darnold, by the way. Um, it's it's like his darling. He knows that he can just run his system. He just – he loves the fit for his system. Um, and then it just – throughout the off season, they just really committed to him – In the media, John Lynch especially just said so many amazing things about Purdy and how much they love him and how much he is their guy. Mm -hmm. That just the confidence just kept building and building. And then when he started throwing in training camp, it's like, well, you know, I guess I'm on board. And the more that I think about it and the healthier he looks, I, you know, in that offense with the fit, I don't really see much of a downside outside of. Uh, the, the the chance that the, the arm gets injured again. But that, was, that wasn't that was like something – it wasn't like a pitcher where it's a, a time bomb waiting to happen in your UCL tears. It was a, a contact injury. He got racked by Hassan Redick uh, while he was trying to throw the ball. It's kind of a freak injury. So I, I don't really see much of a downside.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um Okay, so here's the next player here. We'll do two more. I got uh, Najee Harris here. Um, he's he's an interesting one. Uh, we, we've seen some uh, talk on the Patreon chat um, about Najee. I got in trouble.
0: I, I got in trouble. Oh, Memphis got gosh. mad at me. <laughs>
1: uh, so, yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy because, you know, he is at that 25-year-old age uh, where, you know, we want to say, okay, it's time to start really thinking about this guy's role going forward and, you know, whether it's really cemented or if he's going to find himself in a new home on a second contract or what, what exactly is going to happen. A lot of scary questions to be asked there. Um, and I think his value is pretty safely in the, you know, mid 20s, I think, on DTC. I think that's kind of where he's been. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For those of you that are familiar with with DTC, at this point, would you rather have Najee Harris or Tony Pollard today?
0: I, I, you know, it's a tough question because I think they both could be on the move at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they could be going to different teams. I, 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 I lean Pollard just because I think he's a better back. I think he's more explosive.
1: Okay, Najee, yeah.
0: Najee does more things. He's a more skilled back. But Pollard is a more physically gifted back. Najee might also be more well-equipped to handle volume, you know, with his size.
1: Okay. Um, So let me see what else. Uh, Okay. Would you rather give up Najee Harris? Or which side do you like? Najee Harris and a late 24 first or Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. That's an interesting one, too, because Garrett Wilson's a guy that's been moved a ton since that Aaron Rodgers injury. Uh, in that just flew well. out of my mouth,
0: by the way. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's hard for me. I can't move off Garrett Wilson. I, if you offered me that for Garrett Wilson, I wouldn't be able to do it. If it was ATN, I probably would. Yeah. Uh, although that's just a bad move to me. I don't want to trade a young elite wide receiver, no matter who his quarterback is, for, for a running back. So and No, I don't. And I I hear you, Anna a first, but two. If it's a late first, then you know two good players don't always equal a great player.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So, what is your what is your pick value on Najee Harris at the moment? What where are you drawing the line and saying, okay, this is where I'm at as far as what I'd be willing to give up maximum for Najee Harris when it comes to 2024 draft capital.
0: I feel a little gross about <laughs> Najee Harris. So it's the offense to me really more than anything. Um, the, the offensive coordinator just, it's, an, it, it, I've said it before. It's an extremely horizontal offense. You know, they just want to go side to side. They don't want to go downfield and they don't, they don't necessarily have the pieces to go downfield. Deontay can do it a little bit, but the rest of their guys are a little slow. Um, uh, Naj's a little slow. I don't that's the other thing with Najee Harris. He's very skilled. He can catch the ball. Um he can pass block. He he's a good runner, but he's not great at any of them. I just don't like the burst. I thought he was average and overrated coming out. I know that's not a popular take. But that's how I see that player. And I I, I just personally would not want to give up a first round pick for him. Yeah, I think not, I would not feel good about it.
1: I think for me, for me, um I have a very specific issue with running backs in that tier. I just rather avoid them if at all possible. Mm-hmm. And I know I know that's not something that you can do in every league. But if I can stay out of that tier and try to tear up or even tear down, um, I think those are the sweet spots for me. I'd rather give up a lot less and get the guys below him. Um, or give up a little bit more and get the Josh Jacobs kind of caliber guy. Um, yeah. So for me, that's where I'm at. I just I just don't really want to be in that tier of running back. Uh, but yeah,
0: I agree. It's it's dicey. It's dicey in that in that tier. Although yeah. you, can um, fly, you can pluck guys. You can pluck guys. You know, it, like I, I don't want to bring him up too much, but Etienne and Ken Walker were in that tier this off season. I feel like they can elevate themselves out of it.
1: All right, and then the last guy that we'll talk about, and let's just let's kind of keep this one a little brief, but we have uh, Puka Nakua who, I mean, had a fantastic week one. He's been moved a ton, and there's some very interesting trades here on DTC Tradewire. Um, yeah, let's talk about this one. So Jaden Reed uh, and the 2024 fourth for Puka Nakua. Uh,
0: you know, I I don't like Jaden Reed. I, I think he's just an unpolished player running around with a bunch of other unpolished, very raw players in, in an offense. It's going to run into a lot of problems. So I, I would absolutely take Pukas in that trade. Um, he's named after my dead cat. So I love him anyway, but I, I watch a lot of film on Puka. Let me just, I'll, I'll make it real brief. He plays the outside, right? He plays X where cup is not mainly in the slot. Um, Chang Bay will move guys around a bit, but that's where he mainly played. Uh, he looked really good, really sharp, uh, cutting roots. Uh, I, I don't know if Seattle's defense was maybe really bad, but I just really like the way um, Pukas looks. So um, I'm taking I'm taking him all day in that trade.
1: Okay, here's a really interesting one: um, Puka Nakua or Luke Musgrave. I guess people are just trading these mm. Packers away for Puka Nakua.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot closer. So, what is there a premium in that league? Do you know? Uh,
1: let's just say there is. Let's just say there's a, a 0.5 premium.
0: 0. 0.5 premium. I think I still might have to go Musgrave, but that's that's a pretty that's that's a probably a pretty good gauge as to where uh, Nakua's value is right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, DTC has that one pretty pretty even. Um, this last one is very interesting. Uh, Puka Nakua. Or Damian Pierce.
0: Damian Pierce. That's, that's, you're going too far. It, you, you can't, you, you can't tell me that a proven starting running back in the NFL uh, guy with that contact bounces in no that way. No I agree with that. Yeah.
1: I agree. So, what would you have to add on top of Puka Naku at this point to get Damian Pierce
0: in your mind? At least a second, but I'd probably want like a, I don't know. Let's say, let's say Nakua and Laporta is probably too much. Maybe Musgrave. I'd want a a young, another young player. You know, somebody. I I think,
1: I I think that's a bit too much. I think a a mid, a mid to late second is probably fair. I think straight up. Um, Okay. Okay. Puka Nakua's value is just is just crazy right now. It's kind of what you're going to have to give up to get him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't advise a, it.
0: He might be a sell because I yeah, yeah I'm just not I'm not giving that up for him. Um, yeah, I'm not trading. I'm not Damian Pierce if if Nakua is the main piece and then there's an add-on. I'm not doing that. It, yeah. It's 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 way too early. Seattle's defense could just really suck.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we spoke about earlier. You're not making trades off of week one. You know. Right. Uh, let alone week two, week three. You know, this is right. a long-term game, so we're not. Regar- we're not regardless
0: it. of what happens in week two, we're recording before it starts. Regardless of what happens, don't don't pay that for Nakua.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, not at this point, anyways. Especially when a few weeks ago you could have got him off the waiver wire. So <laughs> right. exactly. Uh, you know, just be happy if you were able to get one or two shares. Be happy with those two shares and just write them out and see where they get. Don't go, you know, spending. Uh, you know uh, early second plus on pukunakua um, to get him in every league you have that's just not it's not a good process and so, if you
0: like if you like him that much wait a few weeks till cup comes back his his value will naturally dip even you know even before cup actually plays
1: yep yep i agree um okay so yeah what was the uh, enough from my uh my segment let's go back to you hosting
0: <laughs> all right let's go to einsteins <laughs> all right Bring up your Einstein's roster. Einstein's
1: roster. I don't think I've looked at this roster in a little bit. Let me see. I'm in, um, I'm in uh, just click on a league and, and set my lineup as quick as possible mode right now.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got to get going soon. Just, all right. We don't have to complete this right now, but let me plant the seed at least. What do you want for Kyler? I know you're going to, you're, if am I right that you're going to be entering a, a rebuild this year and you're going to want your first back?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would definitely want my first back. Um, it's not it's not a hard rebuild. It's not a hard rebuild. I think my roster is still pretty good. Um, it is, and, and even yeah, even with even with getting rid of some of my older players, I think the roster is still going to be around a mid first. It, it's not going to lose a ton of games. It just can't at this point without me getting rid of everybody. So uh, yeah, I mean, I still have Kyler as a top twelve quarterback for me. So I think that's where it's going to come in tough. It just wherever you, it depends on where you see Kyler and 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 how you have him. I just I'm not I'm not willing to give him up for um, less than top twelve quarterback uh, value.
0: Well, I understand that. And I see him. I I like him quite a bit as well. So let's just bring him up on DTC. They they still like him quite a bit too. They have him as a 33.8. All right. And let's say that that's a mid first. They have that as like a 20. (sighs) Oh. So, I would need to throw probably a quarterback with the first. I have Love. Whoa, man. They love Love. You like Pickett, don't you? You're muted. Oh, yeah. I like Pickett. I would would consider giving you Pickett and your first for – Kyler and some kind of throw. Mm,
1: mm 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 mm. I I think I value Kyler more than that. Okay. I think I value Kyler more than that. I think I have him uh at the moment I probably have him. I'm looking at DCC's rankings right now. Mhm. I'd probably have him at a thirty-eight, thirty-nine, right now. I have him just below Watson for me. Ahead of Dak, just below Watson. They have him below Dak as QB thirteen.
0: And they have Pickett as a fifteen value, which feels a little low to me.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah that that honestly might be a trade I'm gonna have to think about. It's an it's an interesting one. Um I just think Kyler's value is so low just because of the situation right now um and yeah i mean he's a twenty six year old quarterback uh who's you know had three you know when whenever he's whenever he's actually played full seasons they've all been q b one seasons so it's right. tough to give up that player for um,
0: yeah for another a, a really deflated
1: value, yeah
0: yeah, it, it a lot and a lot of it also hinges on what you think about Pickett and whether he can be better than a late QB2.
1: Yeah, I just I value I like Pickett. I just value uh the two players a lot differently because I've seen it from one I haven't seen it from another. You know, one's p- completely based on prediction. Kyler's just done it every single time. He's he's not not had a good season. Sure. Yeah.
0: And yeah, and and part of me going after kyler is because i know that his value is lower than it It will be when he's healthy yeah i mean that's obvious yeah and
1: i'm i'm and and i'm sure we'll 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 talk off air and try to try to and maybe we'll get a trade done maybe we won't but uh you know i'm willing to come down on what his value will be i know that's unreasonable to say okay well i know his value is going to go back up i want that value now i know that's unreasonable um I will come down a little bit from where I think his value is going to end up, which I think is actually top eight quarterback, top nine quarterback um, once he's back and healthy. But I'm just not willing to do that right. I'm just not willing to do QB 13, QB 14 right now.
0: Okay, right on, right on. All right. We know where each other stands. We can talk through it a little more. Uh, But I think I think we found out a little bit about Kyler in that conversation is why I wanted to have it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I, I think that's um, I think that's that's good. I think we can leave it here, and we can go set some lineups, and we come out on Wednesdays now, folks. So uh, hopefully, none of this is too outdated by the time it comes out. It's only a few days away. I think we'll be all right. All right, Chad. Anything else from you? Nope. Ready to set some lineups. <laughs> nope. Ready to set some lineups. All right. Thanks, y'all, for joining us. We'll be back next week.
1: Hey, trace my problems and time keeps on dragging. Take it away from the fact I've been slacking. Oh, despite the cost, you
0: know, I got to trot on. trot on. Hey, for long, 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 Face along the road and it's the trouble. Try to wreck, me, try to turn me into rubble. Say it's not easy, won't you believe me? Oh, no no no, don't mean sound like it's a cliche? Hey. But the one thing we know, you only reap that you sow, and the crop that you sow today tomorrow it grows. And I'm lost in the fray, and I can't find my way back home.